This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, a boy named Sandy, a dad who doesn't know how to wish, tactical wipes, enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side where we watch every episode of seminal horror anthology series, Tales from the Dark Side, and report it back to you. I'm Matt Noss. With me is Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. How's everybody doing tonight? Hello. Hello. So good. I'm so glad to hear that. If this is your first time listening, we are indeed watching horror anthology. And we welcome you. And we welcome you. We thank you and we welcome you. We, we, we give you the ceremonial gift basket. We salute you. Ah, uh, we salute your shorts. We, we do. We run them up the flagpole. <laughs> we say, "There they are." There they go. And then, and then we pull them down from the flagpole, give them back to you, apologize if there was any embarrassment. Then we turn around and say, "I'm in the middle of a fun run." Oh, you've stopped listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, faithful new listener. Well, let me give you what we're going to do right now. We watch an episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark Side is an anthology, meaning every episode is different. It's like Black Mirror without a budget. <laughs> That's the new way I'm describing okay, it. That makes sense. I think, I think yeah. that kind of works. Yeah. Um, so uh, the name of this episode is The Milkman Cometh. And because we are the bravest people on earth, <laughs> we guess what this episode is about. Like, I don't like to throw the word hero out often. <laughs> Yeah. I usually like to reserve it. Yeah. <laughs> but we're heroes right now. On title alone. Title, title alone. Alone. Nothing to go off of but title. I'm actually fairly close. So am I. Well, I'll read I'll read mine. Uh Milkman the Milkman cometh. It's 1956, and the ghost of a milkman delivers lactose intolerance to a small village. <laughs> Good. Thank I like you. it. Good. Thank you. Manny, you want um, The milkman cometh. Sarah Miles, a suburban housewife, begins to have an affair with her milkman. A wolfen? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. The milkman cometh. An overdramatic child gets a stern warning from a hobo <laughs> about who his real father is. I was like, wow, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty close. Pretty close. But unfortunately, but close. none of those descriptions were correct. Yeah. So Jen, hit us up with those sweet deeds. Well, here's the real episode description. Ruth Cooley is curious as to the reason why her husband Gary leaves unusual written requests in their mailbox for the mail carrier to fulfill. That's not what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, IMDB, you sweet thing. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be milk, guys. Uh, but that's what it says, so we're sticking with it. This is season three, episode 13. Boys, we're cranking along. Whoa, yeah, that's, that's insane. We're, we're more than halfway through the third season of this show. We mm. only have this season and next season, and then it's bon voyage. Then we wave and goodbye. Thankfully, yeah. I got uh, a wonderful Christmas present from uh, from a good friend uh, of uh, of monsters on Ahoy DVD. Ahoy monsters! Ahoy monsters! Monsters is is going to be our our baby New Year. <laughs> this episode aired January twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, was directed by John Strisick. He directed previous Tales episodes. I can't help saying goodbye. The last car and a new lease on life. The teleplay was written by Donald Wolner, based on a short story by Charles L. Grant. Uh, Charles L. Grant was fascinating. He served in the uh, U.S. Army Military Police in Vietnam. He was awarded a Bronze Star and two Purple Hearts. He's the, also the former president and trustee of the Horror Writers Association. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, he wrote 12 books, eight novels, and four collections of four related novellas each. 
Holy crap. Uh, set in the fictional Connecticut town of Oxrun Station, uh, which is different than uh, Castle Rock. Yep. Uh, three of these were intentionally pastiches of classic Universal and Hammer horror films and feature a vampire, a werewolf, and an animated mummy. Huh. Yeah, so I totally want to find these and uh, and read up on his stuff. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, and he was the uh, yeah the president of the Horror Society and uh, was secretary of the Science Fiction Writers of America. Wow. What was what was the guy's name? He runs or he ran the museum in L.A. His last name's Ackerman, I think. Uh, I think he ran the famous movie monsters. Yeah. I, I, I can't, can't remember, remember I, but I was I was thinking like that guy probably knew him. Yeah, they, they were good friends. It says that here. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, it's, it's a footnote. <laughs> this episode stars Robert Forrester as Gary. Uh, Robert Forrester, uh, star of Jackie Brown as the titular Jackie Brown. Uh, he was in The Descendants and is generally an awesome actor. Uh, Seymour Castle played Howard. Seymour Castle is a Wes Anderson staple. He was the dad in Rushmore. He was the elevator operator in Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. He has uh, a sweet 215 acting credits to Holy his wow. name. Shit. Workhorse. Uh, Shannon Wilcox played Ruth, uh, working character actress, not Ferris Bueller's mom, as we suspected. Oh, I thought she was. Yeah, it looked like it. Chad Allen was Sandy, Sandy the son. Um, he was in. Uh, a, a handful of things, most notably 147 episodes of Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. He was also on a show with Wilford Brimley, something, Our, Our House? House I yes. Think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I hated that kid on that show. So, oh, okay. therefore, I hate him on this show. All right. Well, then. Guys, man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. Oh, but there is, unseen by most, an underworld. It's a place that's just as real. But not as brightly lit. It's a dark it's side. It's a dark side. It's a dark yeah, side. It's a real yeah, dark it's side. Real when you think about it. It's a it's a dark side. The door from the dark side swings wide open. <laughs> and we're greeted by <laughs> turds <laughs> with cape. I thought they were this was so this is work that the uh the Jerry, the illustrator husband, is doing for an ad campaign. Uh I loved this as a, it had a very like mid-century feel to it. Um, sort of like little dancing boxes of you know craft macaroni and cheese or yes. something like that, or it, like the the popcorn and let's go out to the lobby. Exactly, yeah. 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 It absolutely it's anthropomorphized fish, fish sticks. sticks. Fish yes, sticks. Yep. and he's trying to advertise the new breadcrumbs that are on him. So, well, he, and I think his wife sounded kind of incredulous on like breadcrumbs. What? I don't get it. <laughs> and the, the copy was what the best dressed fish sticks will be wearing this season. Uh, and it was great. I loved it. I would buy those fish sticks. I was that's like, a good ad. I was like, that's that's a classic tail slogan because it's almost too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's that's a lot of copy for a print ad. When you look at those ads from 87, but, go through a good housekeeping from like 86, 87. It's there was like a, lot a, of, there was a, lot a of Breck copy ad on that ad. had yeah. three paragraph breaks. Yep. It's just, it's madness. It is madness. When I took a, well, you know, you go to like a, a pot bellies. Yeah. And usually they'll have like vintage ads on the mm-hmm. wall. Yeah. Yep. Those vintage ads, it's like bricks of text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were really into reading then. <laughs> Didn't need the visuals. I will now, uh, as a as a copywriter, I'll now write two sentences, maybe. And normally it's like one sentence. And then we'll go and just cut it down to one and a half words. Like, yeah, all right. Put <laughs> get, in another picture. Get money. Yeah. <laughs> you like? <laughs> Suck this. Hot chop. <laughs> Quick, I need a pen. I should be writing this down. <laughs> Write down hot chat. Hot chat. Hot hot tots. Hot tots. Fish stick. Fish stick new. Eat it. Eat food. Eat food mouth. Fish stick mouth now. <laughs> mouth go fish stick good. Take maw. Ram <laughs> fish. <laughs> I was Consume. Gonna, 
we're we're already playing a game that I wanted to play. It was like, can we create some classic tales slogans <laughs> for uh, for these fish sticks or for? Uh... Sure, let's take the fish sticks. Okay. If 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 tales from the dark side didn't go with all the best dressed fish sticks, that line sounds like it should be read by um, uh, by by what's his name, uh, Rosebud. <laughs> Why can't it Orson Welles? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what the best dressed fish sticks will be wearing. Is this right? Is this what we're saying? Have you heard him do the uh just bitching about the peas yes. commercial? <laughs> That's all I can think of. Fish sticks from the ocean to your mouth to your children's plate, back to the ocean. It's fish stick goodness from sea to shining sea. Across this great land, <laughs> there, there it is. Okay. It's the extra sentence <laughs> yeah. at the end. You've made your point because that was the same thing with cousins, yeah. dozens. Yeah, it yeah. was like little, little brown, brown bags, bags of, of heaven, happy, of country, happiness, of happiness, of of country, country happiness. happiness for living in city life. Right, they are cookies. <laughs> <laughs> they cut off they are cookies and we're like well it's two sentences now so yeah. we're, we're better <laughs> fish sticks when you wake up on the coast of Maine and you want the fresh taste of haddock grab a fish stick fish sticks Mm-mm. good you know those days when opening a can of soup sounds like... I already love it. You know those days and knowing that it's going to end up in fish sticks because there's not been a day, a day of my 40-some years on this planet that I have ever been like, mm, you know what? Today's a fish stick day. Today's a, I never... No, I might be like, you know, I want some fish and chips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. I've craved yeah. that. Before. Or a filet of fish sandwich. Oh, a McFish. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> but no, but not fish sticks. Never. No, never, never fish sticks. Because once you have a Gordon's Fisherman's fish stick, you're like, these are overrated. Or a fish bite. Like oh, a, man. oh, a Who? fish bite is a terrible name for a product. Yeah. It's not good. I just want to know who these people are who have been upselling you on Gordon's Fisherman like yeah. fish sticks. We're like they're 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 a bit overrated. Like Matt, they are the they are the like fish scrapings that fall on the ground. You mean Matt <laughs> when you go sawdust. when you're standing around the water cooler, it's not like a, just a fish stick talk break. Everybody's look, look, got their everybody, little cone of everybody water. Everybody at my company is in the back pocket of big fish stick. Of okay? course, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we do work for a large automotive company. Hey, it's yellow slicker day. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. This is yeah. just weird. What is that guy by the lighthouse doing? <laughs> look, just trust the Gordon's fisherman, okay? Trust him. He turns around. His, his hands are sticks. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> His hands are sticks. <laughs> All right, we should probably move on from yeah. this. <laughs> All right, now we get our first appearance of the sun. His name, Sandy. Sandy. Interesting. I've known maybe one or two male Sandys. I... Not a very popular male name. Not really, no. I I was watching this trying to think of any male Sandys. I thought of Sandy, Sandy Koufax. Koufax. That's exactly Jeez. who I thought of. Ah! Uh, I need you both to talk. So You owe me cocaine. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, she gave you a Colombian jinx. <laughs> uh, and this kid, this kid Sandy, fun fact about Sandy, he loves watches. Loves yeah. them. I loves them. Yeah, he he actually wants um, a new because he can't find his his current watch. He asks if maybe they will get him a a, a new watch for his birthday a couple months early. Mm-hmm. And uh, her, the mom, this is a good mom. Let me just say this right now. Mm-hmm. This mom's pretty great. Actress actor. was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. And she's like, no, get out of here. Get like <laughs> you're That's not how birthdays work. Dope. Also, <laughs> also go find your watch. Also go find your watch. 
and he disappears and comes back like honestly 15 seconds mm-hmm. later and he's like can't find the watch and she's like you know i think you need to look harder than for seven seconds yeah where did you look everywhere you looked everywhere in seven seconds i don't think so buster get back down there and look and now and now pop 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 gary uh who by the way his name is spelled g a r r y don't know it's not I that's don't, gary it, yeah, yeah that's, i don't like gary i don't like that spelling of gary sorry neither neither do i like jerry yeah right. i've seen it spelled that way gary no one no, no. one spells it too many g's yeah nope too many r's <laughs> I got it. Oh, is it, it, I, I forgot to say there are three G's and two R's. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Gary. Little side note, because that's what we're doing today. Yep. Um, when the other podcast I do, Roach Coach. How dare you? I told you never say her name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, I, you know I love you guys the best. Um, Go ahead. Talk about your slut. I was with her before I was with you. <laughs> um, there is a producer, and his name is Garth because he, in real life, has a stutter, so he just decided to make his producer name Garth. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. Yep. As side note over. Okay, great. All Back right. to the show. Uh, Why, Dad- I just cut that anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Keep it in. People need to know. Uh, do they? they do. People need yeah. to know Matt has another podcast. Yeah. Gabber Media. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. Brought to you by Matt Nas. <laughs> Me, baby. It's all Mattsky. Ha <laughs> ha. Points at himself. Yeah. Head gets big, falls over, cracks up, <laughs> gets kicked by friends. Just like in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> yes. I was you... doing a boneless. Did you ever play the big head mode? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was doing a pop shove it into a boneless, <laughs> into a manual, dark side Into a grind, sweet Benny Hanna. Into a Casper. <laughs> into a kick flip to Indy. And I, I biffed it. I bailed, bro. Oh. I had a 10 time multiplier going. <laughs> Gary is like, eh, don't, don't look too hard. I'll just, if you can't find it, I'll buy you a new watch tomorrow. Hey, Dad, you could ask the milkman for it. Oh, really? Yeah, Mr. Driscoll's got big money. He asked for $50, and he got it the next day from work thing. I really nailed his his dialogue. Well, no, and I'm pretty sure that he kind of messed his line up, like, halfway through, because that's, like, I don't know if you guys could hear me, but that's when I was like, yeah, why don't you mess up your line, I did hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard your judging, and I appreciated it. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, uh, mom is not super pleased about, uh, and I, I don't blame her, mm-hmm. uh, dad sort of undermining her parenting. She just mm-hmm. said, no, you're not getting a watch. And dad was like, yeah, I'll buy you one. And then when he, we forgot to mention, when he is out of the room looking for the watch, Sandy's out of the room, she looks at him and goes very quietly, did you ask for a raise yet? <laughs> Did you ask for a raise yet? Did you did you ask for the raise? I just need to know. Did you ask for the raise yet? We we really need that money. Also, wheat bread. Pumpernickel <laughs> <laughs> bread. Ciabatta bread. Rye bread. Okay. <laughs> they really need that money. Uh they only have two hundred dollars in the bank. And their leases up. And their leases in danger? In danger. I guess uh, I maybe they're know. in. Who knows? Some sort of trouble. Uh, it, Gary's response is, "Hey, don't press the panic button yet." Right. Like <laughs> when? When do you press, press the, the panic, panic button? button? Yeah. If you're if you're a family with a kid and you have two hundred dollars left in your checking account, and the lease is in danger, I think maybe it's time to press that panic button. <laughs> Yeah, how much of a raise was he going to get? Yeah, I... Right, like, how much is he making right now? Yeah. I don't know. And how much is this watch he's going to buy? Yeah. And then this conversation takes a 
turn I did not see coming. No, I did not. I did not see this coming either. It comes out that they lost a child. Yeah, they lost a baby girl, which we responded with. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, and I mean he. The way that it got brought up was pretty weird to me. Yeah, it was um, like, it was don't worry so about flippant. the $200. We lost a baby girl. That was a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was so flippant. Yeah. Like, uh, l- let us remind each other of one of the worst moments of our lives. For sure. Yeah. Can yeah. we Can we just focus on how bad that was compared yeah. to this financial disaster we're in? <laughs> uh, dumb doctors. Yeah, they don't know anything. We'll have another. Yeah, we're handsome, charming people. I love it when handsome, charming people refer to themselves as handsome, handsome, charming charming people. people. If you have to say you're handsome and charming, you're probably not. Yeah. Well, so he has has from Sandy kind of all the information that he needs. That you need to write a note for the milkman. And whatever you ask for, the milkman will get it for you. Did people have milkmen in 1987? Absolutely, maybe. No. I, uh, no I, way around I here. I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't know anyone growing up that had one. They were in a neighborhood. Yeah. You, had... you just went to Farmer Jack and you bought a plastic jug of milk. They had car phones in 87. Yeah. Yeah, they were in plastic jugs by then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, to be honest... Seeing milk in glass jugs is something I've only seen in the past 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, because Calder started doing it right. again. Yeah, you know, you, you you go to Whole Foods or, you know, someplace like that, and you're going to see glass jugs of milk. But, like... You'd be like, yeah. In yeah 80, I do want to pay $6 more for that milk. <laughs> yeah. It is delicious, though. I will say. It's good milk. Yeah, it's good milk. That chocolate milk? You really are a chocolate milk hound, too. Oh, yeah. Ever since I've chocolate known you. Chocolate milk people, too. Oh, well. And nobody remembers? No, what is that? It was a Hershey ad and um, for Hershey's syrup. And I was like, Hershey's, we're the chocolate people. And then like it was animated, like claymated. Mm-hmm. And then like this farmer pops up and he goes, chocolate milk people, too. I, I don't that remember sounds that. vaguely. And mm. my bones turn to dust. <laughs> <laughs> and my my face crumbles off. This is his song of the crone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why am I alone and so old? Old people too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this dad writes a note and sticks it in the milk jug. Yeah, (laughs) sticks it in the milk box. It's the next morning. And they're cooking bacon, and my first thought is, they have bacon money? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It doesn't seem like this family is really struggling. Mm -mm. I mean, it it could be like Save-A-Lot bacon. We don't know how, like, the quality of bacon is. There's a possibility for a sizzling here. Yeah, Yeah. it could be a sizzling. (laughs) Move over, bacon. Now it's time for something meatier. (laughs) Matt wins the slogan <laughs> off. <laughs> no, you don't remember that? Oh, I remember okay, right, that. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. This is amazing. Sandy walks in and he's like, I, Sandy. Got, my, I got my watch. <laughs> That's the only one to say. <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're stuck. <laughs> Tell me about it, stud. <laughs> I'm a dinosaur. I don't know why. Hey, old Sandy, got put your teeth are big and go, whoa. Summer loving. Have me a blast, all right. I'm a carnivore. <laughs> Watch my face, not the head. Get in my mouth. See you later. All the today's top fish sticks. Um, um, um. Hey, did you hear? Rizzo's pregnant. <laughs> Pass it on. <laughs> Surf's up. Uh, <laughs> so they're they're cooking all of their extravagant bacon, having an extravagant bacony breakfast. And he's wearing a suit. He wore a suit to breakfast. You missed your train, shithead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and we see the pan across the table. Uh, we see bacon is just part of this complete breakfast. And we also see another part is uh, the, the milk on the table. While you sleep, dairy. Interesting interesting thing about this is the hardcore werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> the one time I don't predict werewolf. I I know you so, covered it with wolf and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I thought that cuz you've you've kind of been intermittent in your yeah. werewolfism lately and yeah. so I I figured yeah, been like wolfing out. I know. Yeah. I'm so, I'm sorry guys. I did well I just I wanted I wanted to like spot you, right? And, I appreciate and be like, that. "Hey, you know, she might not go full on werewolf today." Yeah. I should at least make an effort, but I didn't want to go like and, and poach your, your wolf man. So I went with Wolfen instead. Thank you. An Albert Finney movie. Yeah. Edward James Almost. I love it. Edward James Almost. I have said Edward James Almost for real. <laughs> like that's his name. Like I'm like I'm getting it I've right. I've done it enough as a bit that it's just become Edward right. James almost. Exactly. Like yeah. oh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. With Edward James almost? <laughs> no, Matt, that's not his name. <laughs> so you're 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 fully settling into your role as dad now. Oh yeah, right? yeah. It, it's it's been game over for me for a long time. Yeah. What's my end game? Dad puns. <laughs> It's funny. The, the I, oh, go ahead, Manny. Did I tell you that I cut someone's joke off the other day to finish it because they, like they had a very very healthy pause, and I didn't think they were gonna finish it, so I like ran in and finished it, and she was like, "Hey," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh," uh, uh, and then I went back to my cube and I put my headphones on, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> got gotta find a new job." <laughs> You like I'm I'm on a comedy show. You got to fight for scraps. It's uh, <laughs> you got to get it in where you can. I'm the alpha now. <laughs> it's like growing up with six siblings. Whoa! Welcome back to Kupta. No, yeah. <laughs> you think chemtrails aren't shrinking your dick? Think again. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, you wondering where all your kids are going at night? Check the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, yeah. What are they doing there? <laughs> Trying to save the world? Bullshit. They're being bred into a super race. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that sound. That's a super race alert. That's right. The Anunnaki are back. <laughs> hey, you seeing less children in your neighborhood lately? It's not because there's a population decrease. It's because Hillary Clinton is taking them all to a one-hour Martinizing <laughs> in Potomac, Maryland. That's right. Obama put pacifiers <laughs> in the water. Every pacifiers. Pa- <laughs> yep. That's the new mega pill. Invent- Speaking of pills, we got to slow down here for a second. I don't know if I can keep the lights on for another moment. We got $200 left in the bank, and we're about to lose our lease. We're about to lose our lease. (laughs) We can barely afford our bacon. We got big man jack-off pills. (laughs) The only pills guaranteed to jack off a big man. We got oatmeal nut expanders. We We got got tactical wipes. (laughs) We got a real tactical wipe. It'll take care of your taint like nobody's business. If you're trying to tell me you're not seeing the ghost of John Paul II in the sky, you are fooling yourself. I woke up I woke up this morning. Now people, I got this right in front of me. You hear that? That's a real newspaper. This was printed in a real newspaper. It says here, me, my name, best lover in the world. Now I don't usually read the newspaper. I don't like them. Oh, it's a cock call. <laughs> it's a big announcement, big announcement. My <laughs> no, no, say it, Matt. Good news. My dick is cured. Say the dick thing, please. Whatever you were about to say about your dick, just say it. We're we're two in the bit now. 
Did you say your cock is cured? My dick is cured. Your dick is cured? Okay. Cured like a salami. Oh, yeah. Whoop. Zip. Slump. Whoop. There it is. Tag team. Back to town. <laughs> that dick ain't no scrub. <laughs> oh. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye, bye. All right. Did we finish the episode? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the, the <laughs> episode. You done with the first act. Okay. That's all right, because the mom is wearing an outfit that I just put down yellow titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. And that is when we see the uh, milk container with the wolf, that's the act break. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. First dance, and who danced with me except Jeffrey Kaiser, the biggest nerd? Cheer up, you're drinking milk, and this is you in a few years. Not with this brace face and gross hair. Well, you're growing fast, and milk can help you get a great smile and gorgeous hair. But my body, the only difference between me and the guys is this dress. Hey, you can see we turned out just fine. Who's that? That's Jeffrey Kaiser. Milk, it does a body good. So why did she whisper? It's Jeffrey Kaiser, like because he he's standing. Ne- well, they're they're standing next yeah, to but each other. It, what does he? I mean, pff. the 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 first grown up girl is Christine Taylor, in that spot. Hmm. Wife of well, yeah, former ben, wife, yeah, of Ben. Oh, Stark. did they get divorced? I think so. Yeah. Oh wow! Can I see the uh, plug there for a second? Yeah. No, I'll just play both of them for yeah, this okay. break, and then we. Oh yeah, that's them. smart. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Let's see if you remember <laughs> this commercial. Aaron Burr. Where do you think really chocolatey chocolate oh, milk this comes looks really from? Familiar. A chocolate yeah. cow? In a chocolate field? Mm. On a chocolate farm? I definitely remember this. Near one. a chocolate stream? Mm. Wrong. Mm. Really chocolatey chocolate milk comes from where you'd expect it to come from. Hershey. The chocolate people. The uh, chocolate milk people, too. <laughs> memories. Da, 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 memories. And we're back. Act two opens up. Boing. I'm going to tell you right now, I did not plan that. Pepsi is on the list. They are trying to take over this show. We can't say no enough, Pepsi. We don't need your millions of dollars and your sugar water. We don't need no high fructose corn syrup. We don't need any low fructose corn syrup. Or medium fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Sh- sure. They got to me, guys. Ah, let's take it down real serious now. You guy out there who's taint ain't clean. I get it. You're out in the bush protecting America with that gun. I understand. Learning how to shoot for the eventual collapse of society. Getting your bitcoins in order. I understand it. You need a tactical wipe that'll take care of that tape. A tactical wipe that says, I'm an American, and I always will be. A tactical wipe that also has isopropyl alcohol in it to make sure that you are sanitized. Oh, uh, let me ask you a question, sir. How many radioactive isotopes are in this wipe? 0.0%. Oh, unlike what the Air Force uses in their jet fuel? That is correct. Everybody knows this to be a fact. Anybody who's done a nickel's worth of research on the internet, these tactical wipes are tactically free from carbon. Take my money. (laughs) We're back! Uh, Earlier in this episode, when uh, we find out about Mr. Driscoll, who we're about to meet again... Mm -hmm. We find out that he asked for $50, which I found to be a ridiculously small amount of money. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you ask? So maybe asking for $50 was like the starter, it was some like a the test, start, some. So <clears throat> if there was going to be some sort of horrific consequence from getting money, mm-hmm. maybe it would have been much yeah, worse like, if he asked like, for $100,000. Let's say that you were in eighth grade math class 
and a kid was giving money to other kids who needed money for lunch, and you were just like, well, I'm going to test the waters. Hey, Matt, can I have a dollar? Sure, no problem. Like, that's eventually what led you to ask for more money and then have no intention of paying Matt back. Boy, it feels like that's a story from your childhood and not a... uh... Oh, that clever anecdote that Matt just came up with at the top of his head. And if I had to take a guess as to who was kindly doling out money and who was taking money like an asshole, boy, I just couldn't because I love you both equally and you're both good people who wouldn't take advantage of each other. I mean, but we all know who's going to uh, so they are having, so, so we cut to kind of a dinner party. It's a dinner situation. party. And now, uh, Sandy is very pregnant. Yeah. Uh, eight well, months, not Sandy. Eight pre- no, no, no. Ruth. Sandy's. Oh, Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. Sandy's if that son. boy is pregnant, oh, yeah. they pooched the whole thing. <laughs> uh, well, don't name him Sandy guys. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, Ruth, Whoa. Ruth is pregnant. She's going to have a baby Ruth. There. Oh my god! I'm gonna slow down here for a minute. We can barely keep these lights on. <laughs> Baby Ruth candy bar is the only candy bar I eat. Reason is it's named after the Bambino. Everybody knows he was the best American that's ever lived. Hundred thousand dollars gets you a case signed by Baby Ruth. True story. Now, are these shelf stable for the the coming rapture? You're gonna need to eat these now. And then eat some after to make sure. Sounds good. <laughs> I will eat them after to make sure. I, at this point, am starting to realize that they are asking this milkman for everything. Mm-hmm. It comes out that Mr. Driscoll's been asking for cars. Yeah. and He's uh, won eight of them. Yeah, he's won eight of them in eight consecutive weeks. Yes. That's a that's maybe ask for something else after car number six. Gary yeah. Gary's been asking for money, and he wins it at the track. At the yeah, he wins it on yeah. the ponies. So at this point, I'm like, what's the cost? Because mm-hmm. I I know there's got to be something. I know that's yeah. the twist. The twist is the cost, right? right. And also, it's in the name. So I want to know what the cost is. Uh, we're finding out that Mr. Driscoll, his wife, is like, we're going to have to sell one of these eight cars. We're going to have to get rid of that. And I'm like, oh, that's a real cautionary tale at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. During the dinner, uh, Mr. Driscoll brings up the milkman. The milkman. And the moment Gary hears this, he's like, that's no bueno. We're not talking Ixnay about it. It's on the Ilkman May. Right. And in fact, later they had that conversation uh, that is like, look, I'm not telling Ruth about the milkman. Mm-hmm. But Ruth is the first female character in a long time that's written as a human being. Yeah, who says, <laughs> look, I'm not an idiot. Right. Like, she knows something's up. Yeah. She knows he's writing this milkman. And maybe it's because he's hanging out in the kitchen with the lights out like a coked up werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> But so what she did, um, the reason why she knows for a fact that he's he's writing letters to the the milkman is she read one. He uh, she got she I don't know uh, I don't think she really explained the logistics, but she uh, she went in after he dropped it off in the milk bucket. Yeah, what do you call it? Milk box or something? Yeah, milk Um, box. Yeah, that's a lot better than a milk bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And she she read it, so she knows that he's been asking for money, um, and I believe that he's been asking for a thousand dollars. Yes, um, and so that kind of goes along with uh, when um, Driscoll and uh, so I had written down that his name was Jerry, so it might be Jerry and not Gary. It could be Jerry. It's it's listed on IMDb as uh, as Gary, but I also wrote down Jerry. Um, and also, they said mailman. So, what do they know? Yeah. Uh, like I can just imagine when they were writing the description, and they were like, "Milkman, that can't be right." Yeah, nobody will ever read these. <laughs> um, but so, uh, Sh- Driscoll and uh, Robert Forster were talking, and um, 
Driscoll mentioned that, well, at least you don't need a garage to store all your money. And uh, Forster said, well, not yet. <clears throat> so apparently he's been asking for a lot of money, $1,000 a pop. Yeah. Um, and that's $1,000 in, you know, 87 money, not... And he has, it is, it comes out in this argument that he has quit his job. Yes. He says possibly one of the finest lines. I have, I have. When I leave a job, this is what I hope to say. Yeah. So I talked to, uh, to Sam and Andy and (laughs) Wilson. I was going to say Wilford and I was like, no. Uh, and I told those guys to take a bus, take your job. And take a bus. <laughs> That's great. That sounds honestly, that sounds like something my dad would have said when I was a kid, and they were trying really hard not to swear around us. Just like instead of saying, um, you know, my ass or something, my dad would say my eyeball. Mm-hmm. And so my brother and sister and I will still say my eyeball to this day. Just thought I'd interject that. Go ahead. He uh, the fight kind of ends with the wife saying. You've changed. You're not the same person anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you're a monster. You mean that I'm different from you? Yeah. He he turns it on her like she's jealous of his success with the ponies. Right. Yeah. And so she she says, you know, this is wrong. Um, and, and I mean, she doesn't come out and say it, but... Oh, actually... You know, she, she does, yeah. It, yeah. it starts to dawn on her... Did you ask the milkman for us to have another little girl? Because like four doctors told me I would never be pregnant again. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> you put a letter in the in the milk box, and I'm pregnant. Yep. And so uh, I don't think in this act she asked, um, what's the price? Mm-hmm. But that's that's something that um, you know, I I think they kind of let the um the viewer start asking that question for themselves. Right. Because you know it's you know it's coming. You yeah. Know. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's you know, it's gonna be twist of fate theater, what's the price? But right. It's just they finding haven't. out what that price is is kind of why you're watching. Right. So we get so we get him not sleeping in bed with her. He's now sleeping at the table. He's got a bottle of whiskey in front of him. Hitting the sauce. Mm-hmm. He's got a pack of Marlboro Reds. And I'm like, why would he lie? Yeah, what benefit, A, what benefit is there to lying? B, why is he now trying to catch the milkman so he can talk to him? Right. Yeah, I think he wanted to ask him a few questions. It's weird. Don't. Don't. You got a sweet thing going, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So he's waiting, and he hears what I wrote down as milkman noises, um, and he shoots up out of the chair, and he goes over to the... the um, the door, which has, you know, a big window in it. Mm-hmm. I don't yep. remember what you call those doors, but uh it's got the shade drawn, so all you see is I the guess shadow. a milkman wearing a milkman hat. Well, when you see it when he's in profile, it looks mm-hmm. like a milkman in a milkman hat. But when he is turned facing forward, it almost looks like an alien. Did you get well that it, sense? it almost looks like an alien or a space ball. Okay. Like the the space balls, like they had the big round heads and stuff. That's what it looked like to me. Okay. I didn't get that. I didn't get that vibe. Doesn't mean that it's not there. But I wasn't looking for it. Sure. But it didn't look right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, because you know they kind of set me up for Wolfman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because was, the wolf yeah. was on the um, was on the bottle. Um. So he he's begging. And I'm like, why is he lying and why is he begging Mm -hmm. to talk to this guy? But uh, he disappears, and that's another act break. Yes. We'll be back with more transmissions after this. Hug me, Mommy. I'd like to be picked up. I love you, baby talk. Can I see? Mm-hmm. Peek-a-boo. Peek-a-boo. Feed me. Feed me more. You are hungry. I'm sleeping. Can I hold her? Baby talk. Night, night. Baby talk. I love you. Pick her up now before she's gone from Galoob. Oh, Galoob. Galoob. It's a good thing they never got the Star Wars contract. (laughs) (laughs) 
baby Jar Jar. So what was with those babies that like pooped? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Betsy Wetsy and such. Yeah, but there was one that actually like pooped, like like dropped deuces. Yeah. Like shit it. Yeah. <laughs> like did the old crapo. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like you had to like you, you had to legitimately like change a diaper, and I always just thought that was the weirdest thing. Like, are what? you sure you're not thinking of an actual baby? No, it was a it was like uh, a doll. No, well, I'm going to show you in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Woo! Woo! Act three comes back with a real bugle boy outfit from my man Sandy. <laughs> he's 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 a tiny Parker Lewis. At he this is point. Yeah. oh thousand yeah. percent. So Dad's at the typewriter, typing away. Oh uh, yeah, he, because he shouts he shouts Bravo for some reason. Because uh, because Sandy is... We forgot to mention this earlier. Bef- before he was a copywriter and an artist, he had a book. Oh, and he right. put it down when he got married because he needed to support the family. But now that he's got this milkman thing going on... He can follow his passion. He can follow his bliss. And his bliss is to ask for divine intervention to help him write a best-selling book. Yeah. Like, he's acting like he's doing something at this point. I always wanted to be a conduit. (laughs) I really just wanted somebody to work through me. Yeah. He's a real apostle. Yeah, I want to be like uh, I want to be like one of the apostles, but for like a, a true crime novel set on a train. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I get it. Okay, the Third Testament. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Sandy is we we discussed this a little bit when we were watching it. it he's got a baby doll. He's got a baby doll, and he's wrapping it up. And at first, we kind of thought that he was like wrapping it up to like show he could change a diaper but no i think he was trying to swaddle yeah i think he was trying to swaddle it if it was a burrito all that rice and beans just fell out out. (laughs) yeah yeah what what he did was was just fold a blanket two times over a stuffed animal (laughs) jerry's response is nice one yeah they're like all right he's not looking no he is he is busy turning into uh, Jack Torrance. <laughs> Sandy comes over and is like getting ready for a real heart to heart with his dad. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Are you still making wishes with the milkman? Because you should probably stop doing that." Number one, over it. <laughs> Number two, I'm driving around this neighborhood, and everyone within three blocks is getting new cars, new additions on their homes. And the dad tries to explain that away. Well, but people have been getting additions for years. The yeah, worst not everybody. The Wurstler family said they wished for an oak tree, and the next day a full-grown oak, oak tree, tree was in their yard. Yeah. Sandy's like, shit ain't right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gary's like, you're my son, shut up. <laughs> and then there's a knock at the door. It's Howard. Howard Driscoll. Mr. Driscoll enters the room in a members-only jacket. Sandy, could I speak to your father, please? Alone. Alone. Oh. This is about to get sexy. I can't wait. <laughs> Pink My hair. wife's dead. Oh, well, all right. Well, I thought you were Yeah, Edna, Edna's been killed. Yeah, car crash. The brakes in one of the new cars gave out. I was the one who set her up. The milkman was the hatchet man. But it's he's, my... he's got an assistant. I uh, a couple weeks ago I asked for a sweet young thing to replace my wife, and now she's been replaced. But I didn't want to replace her. Well, don't wish for shit you don't want, then, dum dum. Yeah, for real. It's like he doesn't know how this works. How does no one know how this works? Yeah. I... Why are we only asking? You know. <sighs> Maybe don't ask for $1,000 each time. Maybe ask for $36 million. Once. Once, and then be done with it. And then live your life. Ooh, $36 million. That's a dream. Yeah. What would you do with $36 million? Uh, 12-inch cock. Yeah. I mean, first things first, you got to take care of that. Besides the one you have? Right. Okay, gotcha. 24-inch. <laughs> oh, no, I just, want a, I just want a second one. <laughs> I want to sweet side by side. 
I wanted to look like a two-headed snake. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to shove them together. Never Same mind. number of balls? Yeah, totally. Oh, okay, great. But juicier. <laughs> but you really what want those nuts expanded. What is wrong with me? Uh, Matt, what would you do with $36 million? I don't want to say no, because I would start a charity. Hmm. Look, you both have great ideas. But I can only fund one of these projects. And two frankly, cocks. I want to see what happens with two cocks. <laughs> what, uh, what is your charity for? Um, well, that's the thing is I would, I would have to figure that out. I'd have to figure out where the greatest need is and then try to... Uh, two cocks. It's that. two cocks. All right. All right. Yeah. Why did you even ask? <laughs> Thought you'd say three cocks. Uh, Gary's wearing... <laughs> three Three twelve inches. <laughs> That's just too much. Yeah, yeah. like you, you would yeah. you would faint. Getting dressed would be so uncomfortable. Everything would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, sitting. Yeah. I mean, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't sit because my wings are in the way. <laughs> it would be some sort of like Twilight Zone fulfillment of the wish if you got three dicks, but then you were a drag queen and you had to tuck all of them all the time. <laughs> That's how you make your millions, yes. as a drag queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's some, yeah, some. Yeah, it, 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 what's interesting here is that Gary's wearing the most high-waisted jeans I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I think that's interesting. I also think it's interesting that they have a fucking Ames chair in there. Did you see that? Oh, my God. Yeah, there was an Ames chair in there. It's like, okay, if you're wishing for $1,000 at a time. Uh, like, they didn't wish for a palace or anything. Did he just wish for... I just really want an Ames chair. Yeah. I love mid-century modern furniture. It was so odd. The, th- the interesting thing about that, though, is that in the 80s, an Ames chair would have been garbage. Because nobody wanted it anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was kind of like in the eighties, all that mm. stuff was out. Yeah. yeah, I thought I still thought that like I mean, a it's couple class- of pieces. It's a classic like, design. Ancient, yeah, but uh, like that would have been like old. So if I get a time machine, I can go back and get all the Ames chairs. Yeah, yeah. that's oh. what a lot of the we go to Odd Fellows every once in a uh-huh. while, and one of the furniture dealers that we talked to there was just like, "Oh my god!" In the eighties and the nineties, mid-century modern was so out. Yeah, and like grandparents had all this amazing furniture, yeah. and you could just, just get take it. it to the dump. Yeah, yeah, where which is such a relief because I can't wait to just buy all this lazy boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that nonsense. I can't believe somebody got rid of the sectional couch that had all the cup holders in it. <laughs> it's so elegant now. What a return of function and form. <laughs> he goes to uh, Mr. Driscoll. I got to talk to this guy. Mr. Driscoll goes, leave him some candy. Yeah, leave him some chocolates. He ate all of them. Yeah, yeah I left him a box and he ate them all by the next morning. It cuts to him putting out a box of candy, and I just write, this episode paid for by C's Candy. <laughs> First product placement we've ever received. Well, we had that sweet planters back in the day. Oh, that's right. That's right. But this is this is like the most obvious we've had in a long time. Yeah. 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 And I think that's how they got Robert Forster. They were like, oh, we need some product placement in this one yeah. because we see a full <laughs> bottle of sunlight later. Yeah. I thought you meant... They got Robert Forrester because they promised him he could have the C's candy. (laughs) (laughs) You got Beretta. Beretta's in. (laughs) He was Beretta, right? No. Damn it. He called himself Beretta, though. (laughs) I just think he's cool. He is so cool. He could have been Beretta. Uh, I I think he did win an Oscar, though. Holy shit. Yeah. Early on. But anyway. So he's once again he's he's placed the seize candy out on the box, um, and he is waiting for the milkman. And he decides to get drunk. Yeah. yeah. When you're trying to stay up late, nothing helps me do it more than booze. Yeah. When I was a kid trying to stay up to wait for Santa, 
my brother and I would get so lit. <laughs> we were, I remember being like just eight years old and like just dangerously drinking, drunk. Just. just drinking bottle after bottle of hooch, just moonshine. Pour it in my face. Yeah. You vomit, then you start over. You yeah. boot and rally. It is at this point that I'm like, what did he write? What did he ask for? Yes. Because yeah. that's the only thing that made sense to me at this point. What did he write? He sees the mailman or the milkman through the door again. Mm-hmm. He opens the door super sloppy. Well, no, remember he talks to him through the door. Oh yeah, and he thanks him for everything. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for letting me know which horses to bet on and giving me ideas for the novel. I like that he was just giving him notes for his book. Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought of a I don't know, a train? Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and then he starts asking, but please, can she have the baby soon? Really soon? Again, what did he write down on this paper? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, he passes out on the ground halfway in and out of his front door. As he's, or side door. The, the milkman is left and he says, and healthy. <laughs> like, like he forgot to say healthy first. Yeah. Just not so he he stressed the can she have the baby quickly? Can it be here soon? But forgot to mention healthy. He did. Mm-hmm. So passes out in a doorway. Doesn't wake up until morning. But we see the milkman come back, and an alien hand grabs the chocolate. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like a Zoidberg. Yeah. It's the next morning. He wakes up face down on the ground, mm-hmm. halfway in and out of the door. At this point, this episode is working so hard for, for me. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this episode. Yeah, what's gonna what what's gonna happen? What is gonna happen with this baby? You know, it's gonna get resolved by the end. So yeah. so he he stands up. He's walking into the kitchen, and you see slowly feet coming down the stairs it's sandy and he's got he's got a baby the the swaddled and he's walking to the dead and the bundle starts to move yeah and you hear a noise i guess uh, like a, a low roaring noise and then you see a baby's i don't know fly hand come out it kind of reminded me of um of shoot, was what was the one we watched just a few the weeks ago? The end of Black but, Widows. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, it could have been the same thing, just painted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Credits. Credits. Uh, that so was a letdown. Disappointing. Yeah. Let's that, go straight to the writers' room. I I would like to read the short story of this because I I bet it was done with a little more. Uh, a little more subtlety, a little more interesting, and just that, you know, you see one, you know, mangled hand, you know, emerge or something. Like, just something that's a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he had just, even if the kid had just come down and handed the baby to him or something, or, or just had, like, a look and on his face have, and was it like, It could have been a reaction shot, wrong. like in Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would have been great. I'm much more in that mindset or... the piece of paper they come back or somehow he admits something a mistake he made mm-hmm. in the requests mm-hmm. whereas like at that point why let's bring back mr driscoll and he's like um i made a mistake i made a mistake what did you do and the kids coming down the stairs yeah what did you do i asked for this and then the baby gets put in his arms and it's like no i don't know but like there needed to be a bigger payoff than yeah 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 because the alien thing isn't congruent with the rest of the story no cuz yeah. yeah it's not like it's it's not like at any time this was some sort of faustian deal like the alien was taking the wishes and twisting them right well i'm not even sure that the alien was twisting them if the people weren't clear enough and what they that's were what asking, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah and, they weren't and so pushing them. That's that's why I made the joke about the turkey sandwich because it reminded me of 
when Homer had the one last wish with the monkey's paw. And so he wishes for a turkey sandwich um, with mustard, no mayonnaise. And like he's going through the whole list. Um, and then he takes a bite of the turkey and he's like, the turkey's a little dry. Damn you. It's dry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I think that if they would have kind of fleshed out a little bit more, the, the consequences of not, <laughs> I don't know. I, w- I was going to say the consequences of not wishing properly, but then it's like, who the fuck's going to want to watch that episode? <laughs> Or, or if he woke up from his his uh, his drunken stupor, just to see his wife uh, walking out to the car with uh, with the baby, putting it in the car seat, and all their bags are packed, and she and Sandy and the baby just drive away and leave him. Well, that's great. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And 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 then, it, it, I want him to have ruined it. Yeah. And I don't know if he ruined it via the wishes. You know I think I mean? it was his dishonesty and his drunken behavior. I think passing out through the door after another night of heavy drinking. It seems like he probably did this through most of the pregnancy. This might have been the last well, straw. He wasn't even there for it. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Like he gets the baby, they gets the baby, but he doesn't get the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she successfully has the baby, but he doesn't get yeah. it because because he fucked up. He didn't tell her the truth. Yeah. But then it's like, does he just put in the bucket? My wife forgives me. Uh, maybe that's tough. Yeah. I I was also like, are they gonna kill the wife? Well, did they? I mean, the because Sandy came down with the baby, so you never did, see the baby wife look again. jacked up. Yeah. That baby had claws. I don't yeah. think Sandy did well. Right. Or uh, Ruth. 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 Sandy's more of a name for a lady. It, it, it is. My Can aunt Sandy her? would agree. Sandy yeah. Duncan. Yeah. yeah. I, d- I just wanted more mm-hmm. from the episode, and, and I was It was disappointing because the episode had been so good up to that I point. I liked it a lot. It I was, was almost like, it was, oh. It was good. They were going, they were making good choices, like you said. They had a female character that was written like a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had, you had a foil, or not a foil, but you had somebody for Gary to bounce things off of mm-hmm. yeah. with Mr. Seymour Driscoll. Cassell. Yeah, like you had somebody who could come over, and he could explain what was happening in a way that made sense. Right. But the just the alien hands coming out fell so flat. Yeah. 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 It was. It was almost like. They got to the end of the episode and they were like, well, wait a minute. Should we throw a monster in or something? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is the milkman the baby's daddy? Yes. That's what I was. Oh, I did not realize that that's what. Okay. Sorry. That just hit me. So, so the milkman knocked up his wife and that's why she, she's an alien baby. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he had a baby or she had a baby, but it wasn't Unless he drunkenly wished for an alien baby. Okay. But I guess well, that's that, what... That, that's, I mean, it's kind of congruent in that somebody else always has to do something for these wishes to come true. Mm-hmm. Except for the oak tree. So the oak tree is like a wild card. Yeah. But like Seymour Cassell had to enter the contests. Right. Uh, he had to go to the tr- racetrack. But they're having the them getting pregnant. I don't know. I don't see them getting down like that. You know, like, where'd this baby come from? Oh, I assume they fucked. I don't know. I, they would have had to have, or she would have been like, why do I have a miracle baby inside? Yeah. Right, right, right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think it it leaves me wanting. Yeah. Like, Maybe they did have sex and they had... To, see, that doesn't make sense if they had sex and then they had an alien baby. Yeah, because she would know. She would know. She would know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As this. a woman, I would know if I had sex with an alien. Yeah. This feels like a hoof. You know, like... Yeah. Yeah. This... <laughs> Why are there two 12-inch cocks? Yeah. That's... <laughs> hmm. Why does this t-shirt say University of Melmac? <laughs> <laughs> ha! All right. Uh, scale of one to ten boxes of C's candy. 
was gonna get like an eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. And then they pooched it, and I'm back at like a six. Yeah, because that ending was disappointing. Does that make it worse than an episode that's just uniformly bad? Disappointing. I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven too. I'll take that. All right. Anything uh, else, gentlemen? Nope. You can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram. We are TFTDS Pod on Twitter. If you want to email us, it is T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. And you're going to hear all that again in just a few moments. Ah, oh, what an app. What an app. The dizzying highs. Staggering lows. The creamy middles. <laughs> and tactical wipes. That's right. <laughs> um, am I forgetting anything? Try, Try to, to enjoy, enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDS pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.